Be strong and courageous, except for your big toe. Don't be strong. Hi, and welcome to the Millennial New King James Version Podcast. A podcast for those of you who just want to pack some Bible content into your life. Join us as we read, teach, and explain scripture with words we can all understand. Reading the Bible should be a blast, so that's what we're going to have. Today we'll be in Joshua chapter 3. It's going to be lit, but in a good way. again after 45 seconds of staring at each other wondering how to start here we are we're back <laughs> so we were just talking about this it's been a ago. few seconds for us it's been probably about a week for you but yeah and that's our fault because you don't get all of the episodes all at once you cheater what do you think we are some kind of people who sit down and record like three at a time oh wait we did do that <laughs> whatever anyway because we have nothing else to do on get out Friday. of your car go to work <laughs> Exactly. Okay, well, hi. Welcome. What's up? What's up? Um, so last week we talked about Joshua 2. That's right. Our favorite character. Mm-hmm. So Rahab the girl. <laughs> Rahab the girl. The girl. That's who she was. She was the girl. She was, he was, she, she okay. was my girl. She was. She was. That's exactly who she was. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've been in Joshua. Joshua is the sixth book of the Bible. Starts off when Moses dies and uh, defers his leadership to Joshua. And this poor 85-year-old man has got to deal with a whole bunch of young people (laughs) who are going in to take over the land of Canaan so that they can have it for Israel. Can't even tell him to get off his lawn. He doesn't even have a lawn. He doesn't even have a lawn. He's going to have a lawn. Like, eventually. Moses? Moses No, not Moses. Sorry, I'm talking about Joshua. Oh, okay. (laughs) 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 Moses? Never had a lawn. Moses is buried <laughs> underneath the lawn. Well, he had a, Moses had a a yawn. Well, he did that too. He had a lawn for that forty years when he wasn't in Egypt, and he mm. definitely had a lawn whenever he was in Egypt. He had the lawn. He had in the Egypt. biggest lawn ever. <laughs> like it had like a river running through it. And then, yeah. Anyway, so Joshua chapter two was the story of the two spies. <laughs> Get it, Joshua two, two spies. Anyway. Um, Joshua Tutu spies. Joshua Tutu spies. That's who they were. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Um, and the story of Rahab and how Rahab the prostitute uh, hid uh, these spies. And because of that, and because of her faith in God, mostly because of her faith in God, she and her entire family were promised that they would be spared whenever Israel came in and wrecked everybody. When they tore Jericho a new one, they would not have been affected by it. So that's where we left off. We left off on a cliffhanger in this sort of movie-esque uh, section of Joshua. And we're going to start right now in chapter 3, verse 1. Dana, hit it! The spies came back and they were like, they're scared, they're scared, they're scared. Let's go. Let's get them. Let's get them. Let's get them. I need to pop my knees. Stick them up. Stick them up. Stick them up. Okay. <clears throat> Joshua. Tres. Verse 1. <laughs> then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out for Shittim. And they came to the Jordan, he and all the people of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. Sounds like they're about to go to heaven. Well, right. <laughs> before they, Mine says crossed over. That so sounds really like they went to yeah. heaven. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they crossing that, crossing that pearly gate. Okay, go ahead. 
At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people. As soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Yet there shall be a distance between you and it about 2,000 cubits in length. We didn't look up how, how long that is. We will and we'll edit it out. Yeah. Do not come near it in order that you may know the way you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua said to the priests, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. <laughs> the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And as for you, command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, when you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. And Joshua said to the people of Israel, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Here is how you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the... Parasites. The parasites. Parasites. I mean, they were. <laughs> the parasites. The... Gergeshites. Gergeshites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. All these... Anyway. <laughs> all these people. It's okay. They're all going to get wrecked anyway. That's true. <laughs> Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is passing over you into the Jordan. <clears throat> now, therefore, take 12 men from the tribe, of, the tribe of Israel, from each tribe a man. And when the soles of the feet of the the priests, I almost said the parasites again, when the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord of all the earth, oh my gosh, and when the soles of the feet of the priests <laughs> bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing and the waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. How did I say that wrong? Wait. I did. Okay. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan... And the feet of the priests bearing the ark were dipped in the bank, the brink, were dipped in the brink of the water. Now the Jordan overflows at its banks throughout the time of the harvest. The waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far, very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan, and those flowing down toward the sea of the Arabah. The salt sea were completely cut off, and the people passed over opposite Jericho. Now the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. I'm homeschooled. That's why I read so bad. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, okay. How are you worse than me? I went to public school. <laughs> Yeah. Don't do it, children. I mean, you can, but if I could go back, I would hold school. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I'm not too bad. It's just sometimes I think about other things while I'm reading. Like, I read about, I think about what I'm reading, right. and then I can't think about what I'm reading anymore because I'm still <laughs> I'm thinking, thinking about, about what, what I was reading. reading. So I can't say what I'm reading next because I'm stuck on yeah. verse four. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what happens. That's okay. Yeah. Anyway, so what happens is this. 
So everybody's, uh, I think they're at the, are they at the Jordan? And they stay there for three days. They dang close. If they they're dang not close. Right at it. They probably yeah. aren't on it mm-hmm. because of the whole flooding thing. Correct. That verse, whatever. So like we're going to get swept away. We better keep up this. They're living in tents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're about to get carried off to the land of the salt sea. That's not a good thing. No, it's not. So they're staying near the Jordan. And um, in chapter two, he said that in three days they were going to go. So they wait there. And then um, I think right before that happens, like the, the generals and everybody, you know, the people in charge go and, you know, wake everybody, wake up everybody. Hurry, hurry. Come on, everybody. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? Maybe. It's Cinderella. I don't remember who's saying it. Oh, oh it's yeah. Cinderella saying it to like the mice and stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. Everybody up. Hurry, we should have made them. We should have made oh. them guess that reference, like I did <laughs> well, in episode one. I'm not that good. Um, so anyway, they get everybody up, and uh, they tell them, you know, we're about to cross, but they say, but hold on, wait for the the Levites to get up there with the Ark of the Covenant, and then we can follow behind them. But we have to stay back two thousand cubits. <laughs> my my Bible says um, that's a cubit is eighteen inches. Or 45 centimeters. So do the math. So 2,000 of those. So yeah. like, I'll grab my phone. It's a long way away. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it even says, don't come near it. Um, but follow it because you don't know where you're going. You've never been there before. And this is like the men and the women and children and all their stuff and everything is going across the Jordan River. So it's 3,000 feet. 3,000. Three, three, so it's like, three, it's like be half a mile behind it. Are you sure? Because the mile's like 5,000 and something feet. Right. Huh. Well, because I did 18 inches. So like 18 inches times 2,000 of those. And then I divided it by 12 because that's how many feet. Or that's how many inches are in a feet. Uh, I mean, <laughs> in the feet. <laughs> in the foot. We teach the Bible, not my <laughs> 3,000. Okay. All right. So somewhere around 3,000 feet back from the Ark of the Covenant. Okay. So like half a mile. A long way. Yeah. They're like, don't, yeah, just, just stay back. Um, but another cool thing is that, I mean, I don't know if you caught that, but God said, he did, <laughs> it's very much so like in Lord of the Rings, like we were talking about the part whenever, um, the, the waters stand still like behind and they kind of, they, they build up a wall. So what he says, okay, sorry gathering my thoughts and trying to talk at the same time and it's that's not okay working. i just spilled my tea all over myself i was trying to wipe it off while you were looking at me <laughs> okay so joshua says okay the levites are going to go ahead and then 12 i believe this is this is what the way it sounds that um there's a man from each tribe that goes with the levite priests that's kind of how mm-hmm. it sounds to go and stand in the middle of the river and it says god says tell them to stand still and then it says a long way away up the river, the there will just be a wall. Like the river will just stop flowing and it'll it'll build a wall up. And like the water that's about to come crashing down will just build up in a heap. And then the rest of the water will drain out and the Levites will be standing on dry ground. And then you can cross. And, and it'll stay that way until everybody's crossed. <clears throat> and so that's what happens. They go and they stand in there and I've been in the Jordan river and it comes up to like your waist and it's pretty fast moving water. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's not like, you know, rapids and you know, like 
a waterfall, but <laughs> but it but, is fast moving water. It is kind of deep. So well, they go and, and especially there. now that it's flooding. Yeah, like it's and a, it's flooding. It like, over, overflows its banks. My gosh. So probably that, taller than that at this point. Yeah, you're right, man. That would have shoot. Depending on where they were, <laughs> they could have been up to the necks. Mm-hmm. They could have been like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? <laughs> and then suddenly the water's just gone, and there's there's a big big wall. It's okay to say. A big big wall. A big big wall. A big big wall. <laughs> Mexicans didn't make it. It wasn't oh built by Mexicans. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> there's a big big wall of water up the river, and it's just standing still. And I'm sure that they're sitting there going, "Ho, hold a ho." Okay. And so they all cross. Everybody crosses. A whole nation crosses the river, and they start heading out to. Uh, towards Jericho. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I, I appreciate that, that God says today, I'm going to begin to exalt you in the sight of Israel. Like they already have respect for him. Yeah. But I think that this is when they're, they're going to be like, okay, if I had any doubts, right. I don't have right. doubts. Like now. all this stuff that we've been told is all great in theory, yeah. <laughs> you know, but now that we're actually going, I'm going to make sure that I can trust Joshua and yeah. God's like, cool. I'll do that for you. Yeah. And they've heard stories of things like this happening in the past, but these guys that are crossing have never seen it. Right. So this is the first time they're seeing something like of this miracle's magnitude, I guess. Right. You know, right. you'd think that they, you know, they've been provided food by God this whole time. But, right. But stuff like this, they're like, okay, <laughs> I, this oh. doesn't happen every day. <laughs> for sure. For real. Um, and yeah, that's basically... That's yeah. basically what happened in that chapter. That's chapter three. It's, them it's crossing pretty straightforward. So when when chapter three starts, it's it's really just kind of just getting everybody ready. And I picture once again Lord of the Rings. I picture in the third movie whenever um, the the horsemen people uh, Ro- Rohan mm-hmm. are they're all camped at that mountain or whatever, and they get up and they're like, okay, it's a three days ride off to the battle or whatever. So everyone's like, up you go, and there's this really crazy shot of all these horses just you know, funneling through the forest as they're marching with this huge army. That's probably pretty similar to this because mm-hmm. the first generation was two to three million people. Yeah. Second generation is about the same, probably more. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, could be more. And so, and all of these people are getting up and like, let's invade, mm-hmm. you know, let's, let's do this. And so I, I just see this really epic, not charge, because they're not like, Charge! Let's go! It's just marching, just yeah. moving forward. And so this chapter brings us uh, brings us a concept that's really, really important, really applicable to, to just everyday Christian life in general. Um, if you notice, when they're invading Israel, when they're, well, what's going to be Israel? When they're invading Canaan, forgive me. Um, when they're crossing over the river, they don't send... <laughs> Caleb, the tank. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't send The Rock. <laughs> they don't send Vin Diesel. They don't send Jason Bourne. They send the priests. Mm-hmm. You know, they send Billy Graham. That's who they send. <laughs> and uh, they send the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark of the Covenant wasn't just a gold box that had, like, manna in it and the Ten Commandments and the rod that Aaron had that sprouted flowers to prove that, like, he was chosen as the priest and whatever. Yes, it did contain those things, and yes, that was very, very important that that was there, but it wasn't just that. It was the fact that the Ark of the Covenant had the mercy seat, and the mercy seat was where the presence of God 
would be in the tabernacle with the people. That's where God dwelled with his people in the wilderness. So this Ark of the Covenant that's passing before them, it's showing that God is going before these people, that God is the one who's going to win this victory for them, that it's not them. So, because like if they had sent their military ahead, it would have been like, okay, we can do this. We can fight everybody. We will win just by our own strength. And God's like, I'm just not going to let y'all have the temptation to think it was all about you. I'm going to make sure that I'm the one that's ahead of you and uh, that the priests are who's going to lead this nation. Because to use a fancy term, Israel was supposed to be a theocracy, you know, like a, a government run by deity. That's like the, yeah. that's the definition of that word. God was supposed to run the country. And obviously that goes away when Israel starts looking at other countries and goes, well, they have a king. Why can't we have a king? And then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they literally throw a three-year-old temper tantrum of just, well, they have a better government than we do, so we should do that. And God's like, okay, fine, I'll let you do it, but you're wrong. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was thinking <clears throat> earlier in, in chapter one, mm-hmm. uh, that he says, only be strong and courageous. Right. And I think that he also said that because things might go to their heads. Like right. whenever Rahab says, you know, we melt in front of you. Like, right. I think they're probably like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so what that kind of thing could go to their head. So he's like, don't, don't be like that. Don't be scared. Don't be prideful. Right. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Exactly. And trust, trust that me. makes a lot of sense. That's really cool. And so they're sending, they're sending the Ark of the Covenant in front of them, basically also just proving their trust and their faith that mm-hmm. God is the one who's going to deliver them in this. Yeah. And that's so incredibly important, especially in our, in our lives as Christians today to understand that when God... When God saves you, he enters your life. He enters your body. It's like physical. Mm-hmm. I, I love I love coming back to the idea that supernatural and natural are, they're both 100% real and they connect. They truly do. Like we see that all throughout the Bible. We watch these TV shows, you know, superheroes, Marvel, whatever, like sup- like even the show Supernatural and all this kind of stuff. And we just, we, we think about it like, oh, that stuff can't happen, yeah. you know, because that's, it's fiction or whatever. No, no, no. Supernatural things happen every single day, especially in the lives of Christians, mm-hmm. because we actually have the fullness of the spirit of God dwelling inside of us. And it's physical. Mm-hmm. God is in here. <laughs> that's, you know, and it's, and it's a incredible incredible thing and these people here the people of israel are experiencing this in chapter three they've been experiencing it since exodus yeah you know like the, the presence of god was there i mean it was like a it was a smoke cloud or a pillar of fire or whatever but god was there yeah. you know and in the old testament god the father was the one who was present on earth in the new testament god the son was present on earth for the gospels and then he left and God, the spirit has been present on earth since acts. And so at, at least, at least one member of the Godhead has been present on earth for a long time. And obviously, obviously the presence of God, the father left the temple in Ezekiel. We'll get there. Um, but the supernatural is very real and it's present here on earth. It's, it is very much so a real thing. And sometimes that can be scary for people. But I love thinking about these people. They grew up with it. Yeah. There was never any doubt in their mind that supernatural things were real because they were happening all the time. It happened every week mm-hmm. with the food that they were given. It happened 
when what, how God was leading them. They had they had the tabernacle, which the Holy of Holies was smoky because God was in there. Yeah. You know, like they, they grew up with this. And so it wasn't hard for them to know, okay, supernatural things happen all the time. And I think that's so important and that's so neat of this generation of people because the old generation of people, they didn't necessarily grow up with that because they were slaves in Egypt. Yeah. And they didn't truly see the supernatural power of God until Moses came back and started performing miracles. And all of a sudden the plagues happened and then God took them out and shoved them up against, you know, the Red Sea with the Egyptians coming after them. And they're like, well, what do we do now? (laughs) And God says, well, I'm going to make a road (laughs) through the water. And he does and he delivers them. And... You know, and, and all those people, and, and of course, all those people died out. But while they're in the wilderness, this new generation is born, and they grow up with God down the street. You see him every day. I see him every day, and that's and I am, I am so jealous of that. I am so jealous of that, and that makes me so excited for the millennial kingdom, yeah. for the end of Revelation, whenever we get to dwell with God. You know, and so I think it's really important to understand that this chapter is is just showing their unde- their undeniable fellowship with God. It may not be fellowship the way that we have fellowship today. Obviously, it wasn't because they had the law, <clears throat> but it just shows that when God is in your life, he dwell when when God is in your life, he dwells with you mm-hmm. and he will go before you. And so this is a picture of that and it's so applicable to our life today. Um yeah. so they put they they put the ark in front, you know, and and they go, and then they have these uh, twelve guys, one from each tribe. I honestly believe that that's simply a representation of the rest of Israel. I don't exactly know. That's okay. If you have a better theory, leave it down in the comment section. We'll look at it. Um, and so they go. They're they're gonna go in, and they're gonna wreck this whole long list of people. And it's the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Hivites, and the Perizzites, and the Girgashites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites, and, and, and you know, it, 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 I feel like I'm stuttering on a broken record or something whenever I'm saying it. <clears throat> but the whole entire point of this chapter is simply to make sure that throughout history we understand God went before these people. Mm-hmm. God was always going to go before these people. And that it was his idea to start with. And so really neat things begin to happen. One is that, first off, it even specifies that the Jordan River is overflowing its banks at this point. There, uh, It's harvest time and just, you know, climate and weather pattern-wise, that's whenever the Jordan would rise. It would rise and overflow its banks. And so it's, it's not just like an easy little river that we can just sort of hop, skip, and jump across with three million people. Right. <laughs> like, we're going to have to do something else here. And so not only is this miracle of the water stacking up practical, but it was also uh, it was also uh, to show this new generation of people who didn't see the Red Sea, if they weren't at the Red Sea yet, God's like, okay, this isn't the Red Sea. It's just the Jordan River. But I'm going to do for you exactly what I did for your fathers, just so that I can tell you now, Remember what I did. Mm-hmm. Remember what I did. And did so, this with Moses too at the very beginning. Right. Doing this with Jer- with Joshua at the very beginning. And that's and and <clears throat> that comes into where God's like, okay, I'm going to make sure that you're exalted in mm-hmm. the sight of these people. That there's going to be no differentiation between you and Moses. Moses may be dead, and he might have led them for forty years. You got this now, and I want you to know that you can trust me, and you can trust the people. It's okay. 
<laughs> you've got some big shoes to fill, but you don't actually have any shoes to fill. I'm going to do it with you. Like <laughs> I, I'm going to, it's going to be you. And so, so whenever the priests step foot in the water, it just says once they all did it. So I think like the first guy stepped in and was like, is it going to happen? <laughs> Second guy, okay, is it going to happen? And kept going until all the people that God said had to be in the river for it to happen. And once that, ha- once, once they were all in there, the water up a ways, uh, just stopped moving. <laughs> it just <laughs> came to a halt. And obviously water is backing up behind that. So this wall of water is getting taller and taller the entire time. And uh, the ESV says that the water from above stacked up. Mine says the water from upstream stacked up. So it may not have necessarily been that this water was coming over, but simply that, I mean, it, probably, it could have been at that point because it's getting so tall. Yeah, but like a wave. Yeah, but a river, this river was not horizon to horizon kind of the way that the Red Sea would have looked. Mm-hmm. So there's just this column of water yeah. backed up. But only to right here. And then from here on to what's, what we're thinking about might be the Dead Sea. The Salt Sea is just dry. And when that happens, you can, you can get three million people across a dry riverbed. That's easy. You know? <clears throat> and so it's an exact picture of what happened at the Red Sea. You know, uh, The Red Sea, if you don't know, it's very likely that the Red Sea story happened in the Gulf of Aqaba. Like, you know, the, how the Red Sea looks like a peace sign, like you got two fingers yeah. sticking up. It's more, most likely happened in this one, the Gulf of Aqaba. And, uh, or this one, I mean. And um, that whole section of, uh, uh, that was for you. Oh, okay. the whole <laughs> I was section, like, they can't see your fingers. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's pointing to you. Uh, the, that whole section of water underneath is about 3,000 foot, 5,000 foot just cliffs. Yeah. And so if God parted the waters anywhere in there, it's going to be kind of hard to get two or three million young people, middle-aged people, old people down that. And then uh, that one's not the hard part. You can kick anyone down there. Right. You can, <laughs> you can get them to the bottom. That's not there. hard. <laughs> Getting them back up the other side alive, that's the issue. There's actually a land bridge yeah. underneath the water there in one specific section that, that just goes down, slopes really gently, and comes back up. So the miracle most likely happened right there because that's the best possible place to put two or three million people through the mm-hmm. Red Sea. And because you, you got to have an easy access point to get a whole bunch of people. God is practical. He doesn't just do something for spectacle. He does it because it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God, God's so smart. He knows how things go. And so when God sends these people into the Jordan River <clears throat> and the water stops, all the land dries up. I like how it says that the water stopped way up there. Because now there's this huge section of land that all these people can cross. And it's and the crossing is simple now. Yeah. You know, like, I, I wonder if any of these people were, like, sitting, you know, camping there watching the water get higher and higher every day. Yeah. Going, how do we do this? Like, how do we get across? And chapter 2 talks about the people that were running after the spies went up to the fords. So, like, somebody had already, like, tried to cross it. Yeah. Not necessarily in Israel, but, like, there was a section there of the river that had been... Something, rocks had been piled up or something to get across. That's what a Ford is. It's not a truck. (laughs) Those of you who don't know what a Ford is, there wasn't a whole bunch of explorers, Ford explorers, just parked in the middle of the river. Um, Well, there were. There were Ford explorers. There were explorers, but... but They weren't cars. Not a vehicle, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Precisely. Um, So, well, and that basically, that ends 
Chapter 3, verse 17 says, And the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant, they stood on dry ground, and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan. Joshua was really good at making sure we understand everybody went, yeah. and they all made it. And it wasn't, you have a time limit. It's yeah. Your time limit is as long as it takes everybody to get over. Yeah, and so basically the, the priests and everybody, they stood in the river and they just sort of stood there while millions of people crossed you know, by them. And I don't know how long that took. I, I, I mean, I'm sure it took a day. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it took a while. I mean, these people might have been preparing for the last three days, packing up their stuff, but still. You try to, I mean, like, if you're leaving a concert or something with like yeah. 3,000 people, it's a lot. It takes a long time to get anywhere versus three, around 3 million. <laughs> um, so, then the, so then the other thing is that this kind of teaches us is patience. Mm-hmm. When God goes before you, be patient. It's okay. Just do what he said to do, and it'll get you where he wants you to be. Um, and that ends chapter three. That ends this three-part like movie thing, the way that I was viewing it. Um, that chapter one, we've got the setup. Chapter two, we've got the 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 thriller, the suspense. And chapter three, or chapter two, we have the thriller and the suspense. And then in chapter three, we have the resolution. Mm-hmm. They cross, and everything everything comes together the way that God planned for it to. Yep. And then pretty soon here, Jericho's skirt is going to fall down. Jericho's skirt is going to fall down? I mean, I mean, kind of. you know, sort of. Sorry I had to put it that way. It's okay. It's literally the first thing that came out of my mouth. Not it's, its walls. Jericho's skirt Jericho's came down. Jericho's skirt came down. I mean, I guess it's better than Jericho's skirt blowing up. Like yeah. That's a little awkward. Prehistoric Marilyn Monroe. Anyway. But Jericho. But for real though. Eesh. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, shoot on over to that Instagram page, and uh, smash that like button. Smash it. Smash <laughs> it. I mean, don't smash it unless you smash have it. enough money to pay for a new phone. Yeah, don't um, do Leave us a like. Leave a comment. Leave a question. Anything. We'd love to get in contact with you. Talk with you guys. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Have a good day. You see it. you later. Be good at work. Do your best. Bye. Light up. Thank you for listening and including us in your day. We hope you're blessed by the content and that you'll move forward in life a little closer to Jesus as a result. If you have any questions or comments, you can always interact with us on Instagram at the MNKJV official. Lord, we pray that you will guide and protect your people this week. 